Hello. Sorry the last feed just went down, but luckily it went down early. So, uh, yeah, we're waiting to chat to Matty from Sheep's, Sheep and Wolf Clothing Brewery. So hopefully he'll join us in a moment. There we go. Hello. Hi, Matty. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Thanks for joining me on a Monday evening. No, no, you're most welcome. Thanks for having me. Nice to be no here. Worries. Um, yeah, well, no, it's, um, how, how have you been doing then? Pretty good. We, um, we just went to brew London this weekend. So oh, yeah. I've mainly been trying to uh, rest and recover today. But uh, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Um, that was a pretty exciting event for us to get involved with. Um, quite quite recent after launching. But yeah, it was awesome. So yeah, we're doing well. We're excited for the future. And had a few uh, good feedback on, on the uh, the beers, so that was quite nice too. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, no, I've seen lots of kind of great footage and pictures and feedback over the event, so it looks like it was a great event and, um, yeah, fun to be part of. Yeah, it was an amazing event. Um, no, it was really well run. Um, very lucky as uh, very new people to be stuck between a couple of breweries that helped us out, so big shout out to uh, Budvar in the UK and Gorgeous Brewing, who... Uh, who were lovely to be placed between as they kept us right on what we were doing as things went on. So that was, uh, that was great. And uh, yeah, met a lot of good other people too. So that was great. Oh, that, that's great to hear. Well, there's loads I want to ask you about because obviously, um, you know, it's a, it's a new brewery and I've kind of, I've had like a bit of a scour of the website and got a bit of the background. So it'd be great to kind of dive into some of that. So would you, can you give us a bit of a background about the breweries? I think it's had a bit of a, Sort of, a, it started a little bit with COVID and everything, but you're, you know, you're here and you're doing what you want to do, which is the main thing. Yeah. Um, so the idea started uh, a couple of years ago. Um, actually, I suppose somewhat ironically, a drunken conversation in the pub uh, with a friend of mine. We enjoyed getting beers together during our uh, MBA and um, realized that kind of life was going to come back to reality again. We're no longer going to be overgrown children back at uni and. Uh, I don't want to still go to the pub, but I just can't handle the beer anymore, you know? Yeah. And um, as I saw, we were sitting there, so like, oh, what have you got this lower no? And I mean, this would be uh, 2019, um, and the options at that point weren't great. Um, so basically, in my MBA, I wrote a business plan and pitched it for a non-alcoholic brewery. Um, feedback was pretty good, so I felt sort of infused by that, so I left. Found a couple of founders. And we cracked on. Um, unfortunately, then COVID hit um, and we went our separate ways. I still believe in the brand and the kind of, I guess, mission and vision of what I was hoping to do. So pivot pretty quickly. Um, I annoyed a lot of my friends at the NBA to see if they were pitching to help um, some other mates I knew from uh, life. So they helped come in and kind of help a bit with the, um, the workload, the business side. I rang a mate of mine who I knew from school, who I hadn't spoken to for a long time, actually, he's a doctor, and that's John, who I suppose now is our other co-founder, and he got on board to try and help with yeast <clears throat> kind of experimentation primarily. So yeah, I brewed my first beer last September, um, John cracked into yeast experiments, we progressed from there, uh, delighted that John welcomed his second kid, Zach, into the world, so with us knowing that was coming, um, we then were able to welcome uh, Daisy and Adam to the brew team, 
um, to try and make sure we can keep producing our experiments and try and get things to launch. And yeah, on July 14th, we officially sold our first beer. And uh, yeah, this weekend, we officially made it to our first beer festival at Brew London. So uh, <laughs> yeah, been a bit of a ride yeah, so far. Yeah, no, it's a great background. And, and you kind of like, I, I don't know, from my, my sort of standpoint, you kind of like snuck in the, the, the beer scene. Maybe I, maybe I just look in the wrong places, but you seem to have quite a big impact. And as soon as like the beer went, went live, and we'll talk about the beer in a minute, um, it, it just had like a, a, a great kind of impact when people were buying not just ones and twos tries, but like six and 12 packs straight off. And, you know, we were a bit like, well, this is, a bit, this is grabbing people's attention. So it's been a great launch, really, has. Thank you. No, it's really kind. We've been really lucky. Um, I mean, it, not everyone's going to like us, and that's cool. I mean, obviously, nice everyone did, but I think that's an unrealistic hope when you're working with um, some of those based around the, the taste centers and the branding, right? But we put a lot of time and effort into both, so we think that each of our beers is quite unique. So, you know, Brew London was quite cool. We had, I remember one uh, lovely lady I was chatting to came along and uh, tried Lager Day Saints, was a bit skeptical, loved it, and then proceeded to hate every single other beer we had. But, um, that was great though. I was like, that's amazing. It's one of our beers you love and that's, that's awesome. And other people loved all of them and that, that's all you can hope for. And then, you know, put a lot of effort um, and belief into our brand and how that could work. And I think Brew London was quite a nice, uh, I guess, culmination of that and kind of getting things going. I mean, the, the entire team, I guess, all the core team, as I call it, because we have a lot of people who've helped us get here. Um, I could list them, but then that'd be a really boring live chat, I think, for you guys to listen to. I'll sit here for half an hour. But we'll um, do some credits at the end. Yeah, we'll have to be rolling the screen like Star Wars or something. The, um, but uh, yeah, no, you know, we only actually met as a four in person on Friday. Um, that was the first time we've all been together in person, which I think is testament to kind of how we're trying pretty hard to kind of go out with the conventions of what's been there before. Um, Whilst obviously learning from what's been done before, there's no point in recreating what works. But there's certainly some new things I think we're trying to do. I think, I think our best innovation to date might be Lager Day Saints. Um, we're pretty confident. I wouldn't put this in blood writing, but I'm pretty confident that we're the only people to have put the yeast that is in this beer in, in into beer. Um, it's from Peru originally, and we're pretty confident the strains have been used in beer before. Um, you know, which is kind of Peru. Sorry. Yeah. It's a oh, Peruvian wow. yeast strain. And yeah, now it's in... on, that on, your, on your website. So I guess a lot of time when we're looking at beers and we're describing them and what we focus on, we focus on the hops, which is obviously a really key part of it. But but you are kind of saying, well, what, what difference does the yeast make and what can we do with the yeast? Which I think it's really interesting from a taste perspective because obviously yeast has almost been focused on from a how can we get a X amount of alcohol or just a little bit. Like, so, so I guess we're coming out from a different angle. Yeah, we're, we're very focused on the yeast, even more so when we hit down to the lower alcohol levels of our beers. Um, we'll take longer day saints, mainly because I'm literally drinking one right I now. The, um, at the same time. Well, I mean, yeah. quite right, you know, that's what we're here for. But um, if you take the longer day saints, um, the recipe is not completely traditional. We've got a little bit of, um, I think it's caramel in there and melodin, but um, it, it, in ratio wise, it's a very traditional Hell's lager. Um, you know, the, the, the hop schedule is nothing remotely really different to traditional brewing of this beer type. But when you add that yeast, you get kind of a floral upfront aroma. You then get hit 
with the kind of traditional Munich Hellas flavor. And on the back end, there's sort of like a pear aftertaste. But that floral and that pear, that's all yeast. Um, none of that's from the kind of, um, you know, the, the, the hopping or from anything else we do. That is just a pure yeast input. Um, you know, we trialed, I think, 50 different yeast strains in various guises, combinations, um, and all sorts to try and pick the ones we want. I think out of the 50, we ended up with about uh, five, which we want to take forward. Most, unfortunately, kind of failed semi-miserably. But uh, that's part of the experiments, right? Um, so, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting ride. And I think, you know, we're trying very hard, especially as we get lower and lower on the ABV, to make the yeast a real key criteria of what, what it is we're making um, to try and, and get as much out of each beer as we can um, and try and bring that forward. I think it's great. I think that that's the really exciting thing about uh, any kind of like new new category is, you know, the angles we go with it. You know, we, we've done a little bit of cider making. We've got a collab cider. And, you know, one of the things in the cider world that's spoken about is maybe like a low sugar cider. And we kind of had an initial chat about it. It's, it's pretty pretty tough to do near on impossible with the current technique so you're going back and you're saying well where do we look at things a bit differently and where do we do things and i think that's a really exciting thing um you know in, and i think low abv's got the chance of being like the, the f1 of the car world it could really drive innovation not just in low abv but in beer production as a whole um particularly as we look at like um the impact on on other things like um you know climate change and everything like that because you know this process is all consumes energy what can we do that so it produces less energy and things like that so i think it's really exciting and really you know kudos to you guys that you're looking at it from a different angle as well because also you produced a great product here i'm glad to hear that you like it so i think that's the main thing is one everyone sort of hopefully enjoy a few of them um you've got another one our easy binder um very different to Lager Day Saints, a bit more bitter, a bit more citrus. Um, that one, actually, we have plans to keep working on the yeast strain there and keep seeing if we can perfect it further and further, to be honest. Um, it's quite exciting. Um, and then we have our, our 0.5 IPA, hopefully, will be out uh, next week. Uh, it's called Small Kingdom. <clears throat> um, and again, the yeast is everything in that one. Um, we're quite excited by that one. That yeast was normally found, which we felt was really a bit different um, from our experiments and, and strain hunting. So, yeah, hopefully that one will come out next week, and we're really excited to see what people think of that one um, when it comes. Um, it's pretty light, refreshing, hoppy, but yeah, it's all about that yeast. Um, but we're excited. We're also excited to try the finished product. The, uh, the only version I tried so far has was, was actually unfinished as it went its way to canning. But um, pretty excited with how it's coming out so far. Yeah, I think I, you sent the sample, didn't you? A really early sample of the um, of the wheat beer, yeah. And so we got to try try that, but I guess what we're going to see is probably a little going to be a bit more refined things. But you know, at the, you know, at the, the, the the bones I think of a great beer there, and so I'm looking forward to seeing the, the finished article. Yeah, absolutely. The um, yes, yeah, so the wheat one's out. That's easy grinder. That um, that went down quite well, and then the IPA hopefully will be out and online next week. Um, is the hope of that one. Um, we're just waiting to get it finished can, get it into storage so we can start uh, selling it and distributing it. That sounds great. I've just seen a comment come up about looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, sorry, guys. I've been so engrossed in the conversation. I've missed questions and comments coming up. So if you've missed it, yeah, feel free to ask it and we'll do our best to uh, to to, uh, to answer them. Another thing I wanted to ask about was, was the can, because I think it's, it's a really striking artwork. It's a really cool 
can it? The name's like, it makes you smile as well, I think. So, you know, where, where's all this come from? Yeah, so the brand is <clears throat> a combination of things. We have, um, we've got the names on our cans, some of it's a secret, but um, our artwork's done by a chap called Lucas Booth, who I met when I was in Sweden. Um, but I mean, we're taking like a day Saints, for example. This started as a conversation between me and a flatmate in 2019 um, about what we should name a non alcoholic lager. Um, and actually, at one point, the entire brewery is called Lager Day Saints, but we pivoted. Um, so, yeah, so just to answer to uh, Azan uh, TUK, he just comments this is 0.5% this one. Um, we are, we're basically trying for some 2.8 and 0.5% ABV. Um, that's kind of our, our range. Uh, but that's the brand. Yeah, we kind of start with this. A lot of our cans start off with me scribbling ideas down on paper and then getting that, uh, I guess, translated into, well, these cans by Lucas. Um, you know, the original brand design for the logo, We uh, I went to them with the brand name. And we had that. We had the values, the ethos, everything else. And it was three guys, John, Ole, and, and Lucas really came back with kind of what is our logo now for the overall brewery. Um, but yeah, we, have, we, we enjoy having a fun with it. Um, we've got Lager Day Saints. Uh, we're hoping to do a Oktoberfest uh, pack of different lagers. We have this one, if you're at Brewery London and we're lucky enough to try our, um, our 2.8 black lager. We have a 2.8 uh, whiskey barrel aged black lager. Um, which we've got in, in brewing right now to be canned. We've got a 5.1% kind of traditional Munich Hells, and we've got a 2.8 New Zealand kind of fruity lager, which we're going to try and put out as a lager pack, which uh, we're hoping to be pretty, pretty exciting uh, when that comes out. But the reason I bring that up is um, I appreciate this crowd is for alcohol free, but the reason I bring it up is the Lager Day Saints are 0.5% are core range 5% uh, Munich Hells. It's going to be called uh, Teutonic Knights. Um, and if anyone knows anything about that, the Teutonic Knights were basically the German branch of the Knights Templar. So we have our little theme of cans kind of coming up in the lager world. Um, and then it's the same with the others. Um, our 0.5 IPA is kind of a homage to um, home. Um, so that's all about Pictish artwork and designs from Scotland. Um, and the Sioux Sith, which is kind of a a legendary big dog creature that used to apparently ruin the Highlands. Um, I'm not sure if he's around anymore, but if any of you check out our brewery Instagram, you'll meet Max, who is probably my Sue Sith at the moment. Although he's probably more bear than wolf, I think. He's, uh, he's a big boy at the moment. Um, you can probably hear my dog in the background causing havoc, I think, in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right, it's what they're there for, right? Yeah, 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 yeah um, definitely. And yeah, an Easy Rider, the idea of that was just to try to have a homage to uh, Easy Rider, the movie. Um, that was kind of where that artwork came from. Um, but yeah, the, the whole thing, where we have like our brand design, we have very fixed colours. Um, so we have, for the Whiskey Barrel 2.8 coming out, again, I know it's not non-alcoholic, but a bit off topic. Look, I think a lot, a lot of the, look, everyone, I think there's a mixture of people who kind of buy drinks from us and some people are just looking to reduce the ABV. So I think it's great to learn about it. And I think this low space is really interesting. It's one that actually the government's looking at and deciding what to do. So um, I think it's really interesting to kind of see what's happening in that space. Yeah, so we, I mean, I, I think it's exciting. And I always hope the low ones, you know, there's a lot of great table beers. But table beers, by kind of definition, are quite, 
neutral beers, the whole premise being that it's there to complement your meal. I mean, back in the day, what the kids drank, right? When if you want to get real old school, where table beer came from, that's why it was weaker. Um, but we have um, the whiskey barrel age is getting brewed at the moment, a big batch of it. So we had a small batch of London. We've got a proper batch coming in, hopefully for September. But for that label, what we did was we hired an artist out of Columbia. She's amazing. Um, Carolina, she's fantastic. And we've got a label coming with that based on our value of community. And it's all about mental health and depression. Um, and the reason I bring that up is it's going to be very different to, you know, what you think of as our can designs at the moment. But the colors are all fixed. So everything we've done with our labels are actually from, I think it's like eight to ten brand colors we have in our pack. It's very specific cues and things. So... It'll be different, but if it was on the shelf, it would still fit in, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, but we're excited to bring that one out, and hopefully that can be our first step towards trying to create discussions, um, which, again, is really kind of what the brand was about, was like, how can we get people to pick up our can and start talking to their friends or to the person beside them um, and try and make those connections? Um, so, yeah, we got some pretty good feedback uh, of the can so far, I think, which was quite exciting. Um, I think Lager Day Saints is, is one of my favorites because it makes me grin every time I pick one up, if I'm honest. Um, but uh, yeah, Lumberjaw as well. I'm still investigating how to make uh, custom played shirts because the tartan on it is actually ours. So yeah, I want to try and make one of them at some point if I can, but I've got no idea uh, <laughs> how to get that done. But um, yeah, sure, you know, the brand sure so is a, <laughs> a labor of love for sure. And um, we're pretty excited with how it came out so far. Yeah, well, I guess one of the things I wanted to ask about was um, kind of you've got, you're injecting a theme right at the start, aren't you, with, I guess, with the company launching around inclusivity and community. And I think by coincidence, that's become more important than ever, I think, with particularly what's happening, you know, the lights being shone on the need for inclusivity perhaps in the, in the wider brain arena. So I guess maybe talk about a little bit about that, because I think some of your aspirations that you've kind of spoken about, I think it's really admirable. I think it'd be great for to hear about that. Oh, yeah, lovely too. Um, so we've got the three values we formed on, and like, these actually haven't changed. They, these were set long before COVID uh, ever kind of came to the world. But um, we have three. So it's inclusivity, community, and sustainability. And the hope is we're going to be inclusive from day zero. And that's actually why we try and brew the range of ABVs. Um, you know, so you've got the alcohol-free option at 0.5, we've got the 2.8 low session options, and we've got a few 5% coming in as well now. Um, you know, if that's your thing, like I have a friend of mine, only buys our 5% beer. I'm very happy to support the business by buying the beer, but has no interest in the others. And I'm like, are you sure? Is that no? Fair enough. Um, but, uh, you know, so we're trying to be inclusive from the start with our product, with what we're doing with it. Um, and we want to try and grow on that. Um, and I guess that then kind of leads into community. So inclusivity is kind of the day zero one. The community is our midterm goal about trying to build communities around where we end up. So, we are going to open some premises soon to start doing some small-scale brewing. Maybe in the future we can try and um, open, you know, a few pubs or whatever. And um, we're determined to turn those into little communities that can help support the folks around them. Um, but whatever means that might be. Um, and I guess if you think those two together, basically where we're at is we have our head brewer, Adam, who will hopefully come full-time with us in September. Um, and then we're going to be looking to our next member of staff and our plan is to try and hire someone who uh, would be defined as being on the spectrum. Um, so that's kind of our next step there and try and create jobs and opportunities for people who 
are, are being marginalized by society at the moment, or, or I feel they are. And thankfully, my team has let me stick to my ways. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of our ambition there and try and build those up. Um, I see the comment on 0.0 be more inclusive. It absolutely is. No, I agree wholeheartedly. We have dreams of our beers eventually being 0.0, 2.8, and then kind of around 5%, and also being gluten-free. Um, this is on our roadmap. This is on things we want to do. Um, but it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And um, I think if, if you're not able to try them at the moment um, to Zancy Kate, sorry, you know, we're not trying to exclude you. We, we are working on it. But for folks who have tried the non-alcoholic lagers, I think... What, for, just as an example, Dog Day Saints, you know, what we have here versus the competition is something with body, flavor, experience, aroma. Um, and, you know, the only way we were able to do that is by letting it get to 0.5. Um, but we are actually, we've got experiments starting this month um, to come up with 0.0. We have some ideas for that. So it is very much on our hit list. Um, and the long-term plan will be to be uh, completely gluten-free and 0.0 across, well, 0.0 I suppose, like gluten-free across the board and be 0.0, not 0.5 is actually where I'd like us to get to. Um, we just need to sort of get those experiments moving. Um, unfortunately, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of mistakes and failures uh, as we learn from them. And then obviously you need some money to fund that. So hence launching as we are now with the hope that we can continue to improve and grow as we go. Um, and go from there. Um, and yeah, back to the last one. The last sort of value is sustainability. Um, the reason I put that there is, it, when our values sound quite run-of-the-mill, a bit PR-ish, but um, my partner works in wind energy. Um, I'm an avid skier. I'm obsessed with the mountains. Um, and I think the way that I uh, see it is, we aren't sustainable at the moment. There's no point denying it, but we're going to be honest. We're going to be transparent about that. And we're going to work to being sustainable. And every step we take at the moment will be the most sustainable one we can make. So for Brew London, I will be very open and say the most painful merchandise purchase I made was our tote bags. It turns out if you buy sort of sustainable recycled tote bags, they're significantly more expensive than the other ones. So that was a learning, but you know, you can't, you can't pick and choose when you decide to be sustainable when you're not, right? So um, we're trying to make the smart decisions when we get the opportunity and move forward that way with sustainability. So long-term, we'd like to get there. Um, and yeah, try and be as inclusive as we can from the start. So ultimately, 0.0 is working at some point. Um, in terms of the comment on, on the different flavors, absolutely. We'd like these to be 0.0 because they're more accessible, but we have intentions of growing this range. We also have intentions of releasing limited edition small-scale beers. So, you know, if we find a small-scale beer that, beer that is the beer, you know, it's what everyone loves, we can look at trying to bring that into our core range eventually. Um, and obviously, this is all quite uh, ambitious. It's, it's early days, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, you know, you've been really brave with launching a 0.5% lager. There is plenty of brands out there which have taken an awful long time on getting to a lager and to launch with a lager is a really brave thing to do. You know, one of the guys who works with us, in fact, he's my best man's a good friend of mine. He's a real lager fan. And um, actually the way that he, he sort of critiques the lagers as they come in, you suddenly realize that just the lager category itself is so wide in the flavor spectrum. You know, he's right at the, the crisp dry end. 
and then you get like hoppy ones come in, fruity ones, you know, ones like this with a little bit of a twist, and you just think, God, just focusing on that one small area of not just the beer, but the alcohol free world and how big that is. Um, but yeah, getting one that that appeals, you know, it's got mainstream appeal was really is really tough. So, you know, well done, you've done a, a, a great a great job on that. And and I think the values are, are fantastic and in you know, in, in a week we kind of do our best to try and reflect those as well. Whatever we've added to it is obviously being a retail store is it is accessibility. And we're always trying to learn about how what is it that we can do to make drinks more accessible. So we've just run a month of weekend festivals and we've learned just so much and you know, running a festival that's completely alcohol free, people you know, you just forget that that alcohol is ever involved in some of these situations. You get the same laughs, the same conversations. Um, you know, people still laughing about maybe not doing things like tipping portaloos over and things like that, but a bit more restrained. But it's just a great, a great environment to be in. Um, and yeah, and it's just been, it's been great to be part of that. And I think the fact that you're that you're doing that range, that step, because I think the other thing that, that you know, over the coming years we're definitely getting more literature out saying just be aware of your alcohol consumption. So if you can get people from 5% to 2.8 and then 2.8 to 0.5 and then to 0.5 to zero, I think, you know, that's a fantastic journey and a great ladder, isn't it, to, to have is for part of your company there. So it, it's a really exciting future and uh, I can't wait to, uh, to to get my hands on the next lot of drinks. Thanks. Yeah, no, we, um, we are really excited. It was... Um... I mean, I'm talking more about what we'd like to do. Yeah, I think I need to double check the dates, but I know I'm pretty sure the Saturday Brew London was day 17, which means day 19 of operations we've been for sales. So, you know, we're pretty enthusiastic and we're excited, and there's loads of things we'd like to do. But I mean, first job is obviously trying to create beers people love. Um, so we can sell some beers, grow a little bit, and then try and really start trying to hopefully make a little difference here and there with the people we partner with or in the areas where we sit up and try and build those support networks around them um, to help those who, who are near us. Um, it's something we're pretty passionate about and determined to do, but yeah, step one is definitely make some beers people like first, because if we don't do that, I don't think it matters too much what I'd like to do in a year's time if we, uh, if we aren't here anymore. So uh, yeah, that's definitely the first step to get those beers out. So, you know, we're excited to get the IPA out at 0.5. Uh, hopefully next week that'll be on mine. And then in the non-alcoholic categories, we've got our uh, Bonoffi Stout and we have our Sour. They're both in the R&D stage. Our 2.8 Stout is a chocolate cherry. That's actually ready to go, um, but we're probably going to win the Stouts a bit later in the year. Um, we have a 2.8 Sour um, that's ready to go as well. Um, so we're going to try and release those uh, later this year. And then we've got a couple of collabs coming up, which I'm quite excited about. Um, and those have things kind of like 0.5%. You know, we've got a gosa that we're going to try and bring, which will be uh, fermented and, and conditioned over its kilo wood to try and bring those flavors in uh, at 0.5%. We've got, um, yeah, so I think next week, Adam, our head brewer, is going to have our first crack at what will be a collab with, with some people um, for a traditional Belgian saison at 0.5%. Um, so that's definitely going to be an interesting challenge, I think, but we have an idea of how we're going to do that. So we're excited to do that one. Um, we have a, I think it's a Negroni-based kind of beer, um, which was a nice compliment with, um, with the cocktail brewer we're hoping to, 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 to partner with as well. So, you know, we have these beers coming out, which we're quite excited for, because 
hopefully they'll show what can be done by just getting outside the box a little bit. Um, you know, I think I'm quite sure there are many people who are smarter and better at brewing than me that could do this, but it's, 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 it's risky, right? And uh, we've been quite fortunate with some of our gambles, not, not so much for some of our others, but, um, you know, that's where Lager Day came from. We went from, we scaled from 25 liters to, um, to I think, I think it was 3,000 um, with a yeast that nobody used in beer before. And thankfully it came out, but that was a pretty stressful <laughs> three weeks whilst we uh, tried to ferment and lager at the same time. And it was, uh, yeah, that was a ride. So, you know, that one's worked, which is great, but we've definitely had some that haven't worked out quite as we hoped. So and that's all part of the course, know, though, isn't it? Having things absolutely. Wrong, and that's when you learn. So, yeah. Uh, so, no, we're excited. We're excited to bring in, like, these new flavors and things. And, and then in the low category, I think for us, it's about reaching a push. We're pretty proud of our whiskey barrel black lager. Um, that one for us, I think, is quite standout at that ABV range. So we're pretty excited to try and push that one. Um, and that should be out in September, which we're pretty excited about. Um, so, yeah, that's one if you are into alcohol that's definitely worth, I think, exploring because the, the sort of whiskey warmth and the feeling that comes on the back of a kind of crisp, traditional black lager really is something to behold when it's a 2.8%. Um, that's, that's the thing, I think. It's, we think it's kind of comparable to some of the six and seven barrel aged things you can buy, but it sits at 2.8, which is the, uh, the key differentiator. And um, we, we did some tastings of people over the weekend. It was nice how many got the ABV wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that, is it? that is good, yeah. So just to recap then, on the 0 0.5 or below front, what, what's in the pipeline? You, is it an IPA, did you say? In the yeah, cell? so we have our lager and we have our hefeweizen. That's it, yeah. Next week, we should have our IPA online. And then by the end of maybe October, uh, we should have our 0.5 Banoffee Stout. We should have our 0.5 Sour. And we should have, I think, two out of our three 0.5 collabs um, should have been released as well. Um, I need to double check exactly which ones. My brew team are kind of owning those at the moment, and I don't want to commit them to a date until we're happy with the R&D being completed. <laughs> but um, yeah, we will have three more 0.5s this year, first one next week, in our kind of core range, and then hopefully have two, if not three, collabs as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, we're going to need to get, get an order in, because we've only literally got, I think, like four or five cases left of this when we, when we quickly check today. So this has flown out for us, and I think um, having it in Robin's Alcohol Free Beer Club has been great as well. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be in contact to stock up and get some of the uh, the new brews in on our, uh, on our site as well. That's super exciting to hear. Um, I'm glad people are able to enjoy it, you know, and it's nice to hear folks are buying it and uh, maybe coming back for some more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's been moving really well. We're really pleased with it. And, um, yeah, it's a great taste in beer and it's been, you know, it's awesome to learn about the brewery and kind of the, the bit, the, the, the wider detail around it and details like the yeast, I think it's really interesting. And I think the, the feedback and the, the hearts that have been flashing up and all of that on the chat, I mean, shows that it's appreciated. So you're doing, doing a great job. So thank you. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for letting us uh, blab on your channel for a bit and show off my big, big ginger bearded face for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I appreciate it. No, thanks very much. And uh, yeah, finally the dog's gone quiet at my end as well. So, uh, 
So it sounds like something's working in there. But but yeah, it's been great. And it's been great to catch up with you. And um, we'll have to do it again when you've got like a couple more releases and we can kind of recap where you've been, where we're at now and where you're going again. So I think it's really exciting. No, I'd be absolutely delighted to. Uh, no, honestly, it's been really nice to uh, to be able to connect with you and we'd be absolutely delighted to, you know, jump on again with um, with updates of where we're at. And, um, you know, and anyone watching, honestly, like we're, we are quite new, we're quite small. So if you hit us up on Instagram, you can genuinely ask me a question. It probably will be me who answers it. So, you know, please do, do feel free to reach out and say hi. Um, I think something we really enjoy, I think everyone enjoys about the events. I'd be London's getting to actually speak to people. Um, and the one thing I kept doing throughout all the public shows was passing on business cards, being like, no, no, just seriously, like hit us up and ask us what's up or drop us ideas or requests, you know, if um, there's something you'd like to have done that we don't know about or can't think of, just uh, drop us a line and stay in touch. Leaving them still, so yeah, if you're watching today and you've got a question or anything, just uh, reach out. I'll be, I'll be around tonight, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's great. No, that's great. Yeah, thanks for everyone who's joined in and asked the questions. It's been, it's been really great. And um, I haven't got much left, so I'll have to open the second camera I've got here in a minute, I think. <laughs> Quite right. <laughs> cool. Yeah, thanks for your time tonight, Matty. Cheers. No, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.